0: Oculus, a VR company acquired by Facebook for $2 billion in 2014. Popsockets, the little pop-out button that attaches to the back of your phone, a simple idea that is now making more than $100 million in profit every year. And Tile, the Bluetooth device that lets you find misplaced items, has partnered with Amazon and sold more than 35 million devices. What do these three companies have in common? They all got their start, their first dollar earned on the crowdfunding platform Kickstarter. But even with recognizable products and massive success stories like theirs, crowdfunding is still far from the normal way to secure funding. And it is certainly not the ordinary way to secure all of your funding year over year for more than a decade. Yet for Peter Daring, the founder of Peak Design, crowdfunding was the only business plan he bet on And it was that bet that would propel him from here?
1: I had already run out of money and taken a job at a restaurant to help make ends meet. I was a food runner, which is the lowest man on the totem pole. I think I was doing 20 hours a week at the restaurant. But it didn't last that long because I'd also knocked up my girlfriend at that time. It's still unclear to me this day whether I was fired or whether I quit that job. To here, I had a profitable business after two days of selling. I remember I had to increase the quantity from 1,000 to 10,000 units because it was like, oh wow, people are getting a hold of this thing. The Kickstarter community just flocked to this idea. And so that success was pretty immediate and it felt incredible.
0: How did launching a Kickstarter campaign get Peter out of odd jobs and place him at the head of a business skyrocketing to success? And how is he carrying on Peak's crowdfunded origins every year to continue to fund new projects while building unwavering customer loyalty. Find out all of that and more on today's episode of The Journey. There are always exciting things happening in the world of small business. The news that grabs the headlines though are always the highlights, the overnight successes, the billion dollar IPOs, the massive exits. But just like your Instagram feed, that's never the whole story. Let's look deeper than the headlines and press photos. Underneath all of that is the real work of building something valuable and lasting. Don't get me wrong, I love crazy success stories and can be drawn in by those big flashy tales just as much as the next person. But we all know that what's more important than the destination is how you get there. It's the struggles you have to overcome and the insights you learn along the way that make you who you are. So those are the stories we're telling. It's raw. It's honest. And maybe it's exactly what you need to hear. I'm Hillary Georgie, and this is The Journey. So, anyone who owns a small business knows what the difference between surviving and thriving feels like. And obviously we all aim to thrive. That's why we're excited about our latest partnership with UPS. Our listeners know that whether you're moving your business online or getting into new markets or just trying to make things run faster and more efficiently, small businesses are up against a unique set of challenges. That's why UPS designed innovative tools just for small businesses that are made to help take you to the next level. Learn more about how UPS can get your small business moving forward at ups.com pivot. Peak Design's story of success isn't one that is set in the entrepreneurial hotspots of the Silicon Valleys and New York cities of the world. No, Peak Design's origin story is much more humble. It starts in a Minnesota suburb with a protagonist whose childhood is all too relatable.
1: I really enjoyed the little problems you can solve as a kid, which may or may not have to do with like destroying an ant colony or a better way to mow my lawn or better ways to shoot rubber bands across a room better ways to place weight on the rubber band so that it might hurt one's brother, these types of things. There was always that component to me. It was building, it was tinkering.
0: Peter's mom was a nurse. His dad was a firefighter. Peter grew up playing hockey and cheering for his favorite football team, the Vikings. And like many children, Peter had grand ideas for what he could do and who he wanted to become, looking to the great Thomas Edison himself as a model to emulate. As he got older, the tinkering slowed, and Peter focused on a new passion. He wanted to see the world. Thankfully, his major in college allowed him opportunities to travel for the first time and expand his horizons.
1: I had studied abroad in, in Rome and absolutely fell in love with these European cities, their compactness, the outdoorsiness of them. It was just so different than the American city that I knew. I ended up settling on civil engineering because I wanted to build buildings and bridges and be part of a big team that did big things in the world. That's kind of what seemed the most fascinating to me.
0: Upon graduating from college with a degree in civil engineering, Peter landed a job at McCarthy Construction. Even though he didn't have much clout as the new guy, McCarthy granted Peter's request to be based in San Francisco and his first assignment was to work on a library they were building for UC Berkeley. Instead of viewing his commute to Berkeley as a hassle, Peter made the most of it. He got a motorcycle and a camera and made his daily trek to the office into an adventure. Cue his burgeoning love for photography, a passion that would eventually lead him to creating the first product that became the launchpad for Peak Design.
1: The two early purchases that were very formative for me were a 1992 Honda Nighthawk motorcycle and a Nikon D80 camera. I would ride to work every day across the Bay Bridge, and I'd have this camera with me as well. And I frequently would stop and take photographs or take a different route and take photographs. It made what was otherwise a real pain-in-the-ass commute into like the most, it felt like an adventure every day.
0: While Peter enjoyed his job and the challenges that it brought, there was something missing. He knew he wanted to see more of the world, a dream that didn't exactly mix well with the 9 to 5. So he did the unthinkable. After he finished that very first project for the firm, he requested a leave of absence.
1: They looked at me like, you want a what? This is construction, college boy. You know, it was, it was not immediately well received. But in any case, they let me go because I had been a, I had been a good employee.
0: With that, Peter bought a one-way ticket to Hong Kong, packed his camera, and started a blog on Tumblr.
1: It was occasionally lonely. It was occasionally like, what am I doing here? What am I seeking? All those questions that I think solo travelers end up asking themselves. But then because of the difficulty, perhaps, the triumphs that you encounter end up being really, really meaningful. And the sense of freedom and the success in the smallest thing, crossing a border, finding a fingernail clipper, or whatever it may be, They all feel really, really rewarding in a sense of individual success because there's no one there helping you. A certain type of person is kind of drawn to that type of individuality.
0: Peter's experiences trotting the globe gave him new perspective and gave him time to think about ways he could make his own impact on the world.
1: I came back from that trip with multiple ideas which in retrospect were entrepreneurial ideas, but I wasn't really thinking about necessarily starting a company. They were just ideas.
0: Among the thoughts he had percolating in his mind were an environmentally friendly train braking system, a new type of solar panel, and what would become the most pivotal of all, a hands-free way to carry a camera.
1: I was carrying a tripod with me, total pain in the ass, and also carrying a camera with me, which is also a total pain in the ass, especially when you're on a motorcycle or you have Something in your hands, there's no hands-free way to carry that large camera with you. And the only way to get great pictures is to have a big camera with you. I had all sorts of time to let these ideas ruminate, but I was going back to a construction job where I was going to be working on a laboratory at Berkeley solely purpose-built for solar energy research.
0: But Peter wasn't motivated enough by his ideas to quit his job at the construction company just yet. He prepared to get back to work for McCarthy, this time excited by working on building a new environmental lab at Berkeley. The idea of contributing to environmental science, even in a distant way, brought him some sense of fulfillment. Thankfully, things didn't work out the way Peter planned for them to. The environmental lab job at Berkeley got postponed, and instead, he was sent to work on a community college project. His motivation faltered, he wanted to impact the world for good, and community college construction didn't feel big enough for him.
1: My mind wandered. I was physically there in those planning meetings, but I was mentally designing my train braking system or my floating solar panels. What's funny is I pre-planned that I was gonna quit after I got my fourth bonus from McCarthy Building Companies. And I was gonna take that and try to bring this idea to life.
0: He continued to work away from McCarthy. He saved his money, dreamt about revolutionizing the environmental engineering industry, and in the meantime, he set out on another trip. This time, backcountry skiing. And of course, he brought his camera. Today's podcast is sponsored by UPS. If you're like a lot of our listeners, you've either taken your business online or you wanna make that shift fast. Well, UPS makes it easy to ship and save wherever your e-commerce takes you. So you can launch your business into a whole new orbit. Whatever platform you're using to host your online store or track and manage your shipping, UPS is already there. You'll get big savings and reliable shipping that give you a competitive edge and keep your customers happy. You can ship from your online store to your customer's front door faster than ever when you choose UPS. So get started today at ups.com slash pivot. On a ski trip with his then girlfriend, Peter again encountered the problem of his cumbersome camera. He complained to his girlfriend, and shared his vision for a cliff that would change how bulky cameras could be carried. Upon hearing the idea, she made a suggestion that would set the course for the true birth of peak design.
1: She was like, huh, that sounds like a good idea. I think maybe you should work on that instead of the train breaking. Turns out that that was a good pivot, if you will. If for no other reason than the fact that it was something that I could actually bring to market on the 20 some thousand dollars in savings that I had
0: Now Peter was in the fast lane toward seeing his first product come to life. He sketched out the design on the car ride back from the mountains, and within a few months, he quit his construction management job to go on yet another trip. This time, he set out in his car to travel through some of the national parks and workshop his tripod design on some actual travelers. Peter had a knack for connecting with people, so he'd stop and ask his fellow road trippers to test out the gear he was designing. Positive feedback abounded, and Peter's confidence soared. He was on course for something big.
1: People were genuinely like, "Yeah, that's that's a really good idea." Anytime someone has hiking poles and a backpack on and a camera around their neck, it's a giant pain in the ass. It's swinging back and hitting the chest. So it was like this obvious and real problem that no one had solved yet. And I had all the confidence in the world that if I could make this thing, that it would work out. And so my first metal prototype. That was the first one that really worked, came to fruition late August of that year.
0: He credits his gregarious personality and smart design for landing a manufacturer in the Bay Area that agreed to diecast and produce some products for him. Even though at this point he had some success, Peter was still a ways off from being able to sell anything to a customer. Peter still had to figure out how to source screws from China and make plastic parts that weren't so heavy, find a manufacturer. The list goes on and on. But by January of the next year, he had the first working prototypes of his tripod. Alas, even after all these right steps, his product and the entire business venture was still no home run.
1: I had already run out of money and taken a job at a restaurant to help make ends meet. I was a food runner, which is the lowest man on the totem pole. I think I was doing 20 hours a week at the restaurant, but it didn't last that long because... I'd also knocked up my girlfriend at that time. It's still unclear to me this day whether I was fired or whether I quit that job. There was a lot of stress, to be honest. And actually, by far and away, the most stressful thing was the kid on the way. And it wasn't necessarily just like, how am I gonna feed and clothe this kid? It was more like, I'm not sure I'm ready to be a father yet. Peter
0: sought to manage the stress of his infant company and impending fatherhood by dedicating himself to working. He knew from interviewing folks across the country that there were people who, like him, needed this clip. He just had to find a way to find, reach, and sell to those people. For that, he turned to the blossoming crowdfunding platform called Kickstarter. He got everything done and ready to launch the Kickstarter campaign in the spring of 2011. He had planned the campaign to align with the birth of his daughter so that he could dedicate enough time to both his business and his baby. And on May 2nd, Peter hit publish on his Kickstarter campaign. When he woke up the next morning, his capture camera clip had already blown up.
1: And on May 3rd, when Gizmodo ran an article about it and it gained like 70 grand in that day, I was making this thing for $13.48 and I was selling it for 50. And I had a profitable business after two days of selling.
0: He had to increase the manufacturing order from 1,000 to 10,000. And from the ostensible day one of his business, kind of, he was running a profitable business. Today, more than a decade later, Peak Design has expanded from a team of one to a team of 40. The company has run 10 successful Kickstarter campaigns, received more than $20 million in crowdfunding, and in doing so, has built a loyal customer base that most brands would spend $20 million trying to build. But not every crowdfunded product turns into a successful growing brand. In fact, most don't. So what has Peak done differently? How has the company kept the momentum going since day one? Part of the success that Peak Design still enjoys to this day can be attributed to some of the guiding principles that Peter stands by. The first, always fulfill a campaign quickly.
1: Always try to fulfill a campaign as soon as you can after it finishes because you get so much information from your early users out there. Things aren't going to be perfect, but people on Kickstarters are extremely forgiving with the imperfection. And so it's always been a better idea to get products out earlier and start learning from that.
0: In Peter's experience, those early customers are more understanding and flexible if you need to work out any kinks with a product. The sooner you can address those product issues, the earlier you can land on the final design. The second successful pillar that Peak Design has is its commitment to taking care of its customers. If someone is using a tripod or a camera mount that breaks and leads to a ruined phone or other equipment that's damaged, Peak Design will replace that item for you. The idea is to treat everyone like a friend, not just a customer.
1: Treat your customers like peers. Because if they are like your friends, then you don't have to worry about, you know, like we give prototypes to friends all the time that are like, hey, check this out. Let us know how it works out. The customer and the friend, they're going to get a fair deal in the end, which might mean that they don't want the product and they get their money back.
0: And the final key pillar that has unlocked so much of Peak Design's success is building a team that is not only passionate about their work, but happy to be at work at all. Peak Design has near zero employee turnover, an unheard of statistic in the world of startups where stress and shifting goals act as a turnoff for many employees. Peter has built his team slowly and intentionally, adding an average of four people per year. And by being so thoughtful, he's been able to lean into a more lax management style that relies on employee honesty and trust and less on budgets and strict timelines.
1: The result is a team that has a ton of longevity, Very few people have ever left Peak Design. And so we have this cohesive unit that has kind of all the history intact. And so maybe like budgets and things like that become necessary when you have this kind of constant churn of people who just don't know how the system works. But everyone knows how the system works. And it's definitely time consuming to have budgets and intensive planning. It's like really management intensive. And for myself, it's just not the type of work that I want to do.
0: Peter may be an untraditional CEO when you look at some of his company policies and philosophies around planning and budgeting, but being untraditional is something he prides himself on. He didn't start Peak with a business plan in hand. He started it with a product he knew worked and looked for opportunities to grow naturally along the way. He focused on building authentic relationships and making sure customers were satisfied. From the day he had the idea for his camera clip, to traveling the country doing on-the-ground market research, to launching that first Kickstarter campaign, to slowly and steadily growing the business over a decade, Peter has ridden the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. Not every part of this ride was pretty, but it has ultimately culminated in a life the young all-American boy from Minnesota could only have imagined.
1: Dreams kind of come true. This was the dream. That's not to say that my life is perfect by any stretch. There are all the ups and downs that I think every human being goes through. At the end of the day, nothing's really more important in this world than the relationships that you have with people, especially the close ones. Professionally speaking, this is an absolute dream come true.
0: The Journey is created by mission.org and sponsored by UPS. To learn more about the show or mission, visit mission.org. And to learn more about how UPS can help your business, visit ups.com slash pivot.